guys. This is I Burn Everything, a food and relationship podcast. I am Stevie Nelson, and to my left is Dave Horowitz. Oh, hello. <laughs> oh, that's a new one. Yeah, I was just trying it out. But I love it. I love that version. You think it was good? I think it was cool, and I think the listeners probably appreciated it. Uh, yeah, I could, I mean, whatever. Maybe I'll do more as the weeks progress. I love that. I love a new one. I love a new greeting every time. How's this one? Yeah, give, okay, give it to me again. I'll give it to you again. And to my left is Dave Horowitz. Good morning, little chicken. Oh my God, that's the cutest. That was nice. Oh. I like that. I like how that felt. Do you call people little chicken? That's the sweetest thing on earth. I do now. Oh my God. Sometimes I just am really inspired to, you know, just go with it. Be sweet. Yeah. I'm obsessed with pet names. But <laughs> really? like, yeah, like, but like calling people things that no one should call people. Like, like, you know, like, I don't know, not like sweetie or anything, but like anim- other animals or things that don't even make sense. I might like bunny, like bunny girl. No, that's, that's pretty normal. It is? Yeah. Bunny girl's normal? Yeah. I like oh, to tell uh, little dogs when I pet them that they're, they're a little muffin. Ugh, the cutest. Yeah. If it's like a light brown dog, uh, I'll be like, you're a little cinnamon muffin. <gasps> What would you call Paisley, my um, cream dachshund? A little cinnamon muffin. Oh, my God. I agree. I'd say she's a little dirty cinnamon muffin. Oh, Because she's like um, got black tips. Her know. ears. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She's a dirty. She's a dirty little she's muffin. She's a dirty muffin. That doesn't Which feel, sounds terrible. That feels less good. I know. Um, it's really gross. Um, so, I guess I'm just going to I'm gonna dive right in. Um, our guest today. <laughs> That's not weird. It's not like there's, we usually do like 40 minutes up front. No, but today. Let's just. <laughs> let's really dip right in. Let's go straight to the, straight to the money. How's that feel? Mm, that could be Let's good. go straight to the jackpot. Um, today, our. Let's show me the money and introduce <laughs> our guest. Yeah. Let's show us all the monies. Um, our guest today is Celia Finkelstein, and she's um, an actor and a writer and a performer and a storyteller and one of my good friends. Hi. 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 <laughs> Monkeys. Oh, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yay. You did it. Yay. Oh, you really like, did. Yeah. Ugh. I wanted to get an animal in there. Yeah, monkey's cute, too. Sure. Monkey's the cutest. Yeah. Um, so <sighs> Valentine's Day was this weekend. Worst day of the year. <gasps> Why? I just hate it. I just don't like Valentine's Day. It is weird, right? It's a weird day. It's a weird made-up holiday, and yeah. everyone feels a lot of pressure to make it perfect. Yeah. And if you're not paired up with someone, hopefully you feel like shit about yourself by the end of the day. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I, I think just... the I think the pressure to have I think the pressure to hate it or love it is very strong. I know. So I feel like I fit squarely in the, squarely in the middle because I'm I'm never going to go to an anti-Valentine's Day party because it seems like. It's just um, it that party needs you to feed it with your negativity, yeah. And and they need you to black out and maybe have sex with a stranger, <laughs> which there are worse things. But yeah. to me, I, something worse than that is uh, the song that Macklemore released for Valentine's oh. Day. <laughs> Please share with us what yeah. is this song? I don't... So the song is called Spoons. Appropriately, because this is a food and relationship podcast. Yeah, that's and you perfect. Eat right. with a spoon, and you can be big spoon and little oh. spoon when you're sleeping. He's so, um, there's so much double meaning. Yeah, this is. I mean, this is from a Stereo Gum uh, article called "Macklemore Spoons" is the worst song ever recorded, um, <laughs> and I don't think you guys are going to disagree with me. So why don't we just listen to a little a okay. little snippet of it? Okay. Okay, let's I'm do ready. it. 
Stay with it, guys. It gets worse. I don't believe that. She's like, can you undo my bra strap? play it cool in my head. I'm like, oh, yeah. And she's like, I'm tired. And I'm like, oh, man. I was about to crush the coochie like a tall can. Yeah. Because my girl's thick. She got a booty, man. And a big old belly looking like Gucci, man. I keep my jewelry on. She love my dookie chain. Guess what? That's my boo-boo thing. Oh my god, I take everything back about liking pet names. Yeah, no, this is... So we're just gonna listen to the hook. So, already... So you're like, how could this hook get worse? <laughs> Stop. Okay, that's enough. That's, oh, is he tone deaf? I don't think that's him singing. And who see, sings that part? I don't know. I gotta give. I gotta at least give a little bit of credit because I think that that part is supposed to be like playful, Bad? silly. Like it's supposed. It's like oh, we're trying to sing. It's like you know, like um. Like you're, you just sort of learn a couple chords, and you're you're playing you're playing your girl a song you kind of learned. <laughs> oh my god, that is the that sincerely is the worst song I've ever heard. Yeah. And, and yeah. now I take back everything about cute names. You're my boo boo thing. My boo boo thing. Stop it. Also, the fact that he's like, I'm sad that you're tired because I wanted to crush your box, basically. <laughs> yeah, you're coochie. I think like a tall can. Coochie is the word he used. Yeah. What a gross man. <laughs> now imagine that a <laughs> imagine that a a man, a male suitor, a boyfriend, yeah. a third date guy mm -hmm. uh, comes into the living room or the bedroom just in boxers with a guitar, and he's like, Yo, I, I can I play a song for you? What if? Oh Up until gosh. that point, everything's great. And then he does You that. really like him. Everything's going super great. And he plays that song verbatim, start to finish. And that, that's a deal breaker. I would me too. zip up my vagina and he would have to leave my home. Yeah. Yeah. He'd have Absolutely. To get out of there. Yeah. End of discussion. There is nothing sadder to me than guys who play like guitar or <laughs> sing and are bad at it and think they're okay at it. Mm -hmm. Macklemore is one of them. Mm -hmm. I cannot yes. believe Very he's successful. even semi famous. He's, that is he, so weird. It's really upsetting. He's got a famous haircut. He's the least talented artist on the radio. What? Who would you say is less talented than Macklemore? Sincerely, I, I would like an answer. <laughs> <laughs> now I feel put on the spot. Yeah. I mean, I'm curious what would happen if you placed a mandolin in Pitbull's hands. You're like, hey, Pitbull, what are you going to do with this Spanish mandolin? Smash it. You know, yeah, but he, he knows how know. to start a party. Yeah, well, he's he's good at partying. Top forty radio is Can, all about starting a party. Macklemore's going to start yeah. a party. It's all about not playing any instruments, not being able to have any musical talent, but being able to say a few words into a microphone, like boo boo thing, mm -hmm. like hey boo boo thing. Honestly, oh the train's here. Sorry, I love the sound of a train. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, you just went somewhere. I know. Vienna. That was really, yeah, Vienna. like I feel like I just saw a whole memory World, happen yeah. to you. Yeah, yeah. Tell us about college. Yeah. Did you go abroad? No. No, no? I lived it. Well, I lived in UC, uh, I went to UC DC, which was just in Washington DC, which is not abroad. Um, but I did take the subway. 
<laughs> oh, it's trains. Got it, got it, yeah, got it. Sure. Got it. Sure. It's very similar. It's similar-ish. <laughs> um, one time in college, I was taking a subway in Boston. Yeah. Uh, we call it the T. Mm-hmm. And uh, I looked over and sort of um, burnout, stonery, weird, pseudo uh, neo-hippie kids who I would later get into a physical fight with, the only one of my life, uh, looked over. I, they locked One of them locked eyes with me as he was pouring uh, a bottle of Jim Beam into a two-liter bottle of Pepsi on the train. Ugh. And when he locked eyes with me, he said, the fuck are you looking at? <laughs> Whoa. And I had my headphones in, but I could still hear it, and I just pretended like I didn't hear him as oh. I listened to probably Spoon's third album. Oh, my <laughs> God. know how old I am. Yeah. Better version of Spoon's, though, for sure. Uh- <laughs> Every time I go to sleep. Oh, I like your version better, sincerely. I think you're better at it. Yeah, I want you to cover it, please. Me too. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Ooh, I'll do it. I will cover it start to finish on YouTube You for tomorrow. sure should. Check out my channel. Desperate guy, 420. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Um, so, Celia, are, yeah. let's talk about food and relationships. Oh, my two favorite things. They're fun, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, the two you're things in luck. I crush regularly. Yes. The two things I am so good at crushing. Yes. Um, Not Gucci like Remacle. No. No. We don't crush we don't crush very much. I'm just not in favor of like violent terms around my vagina. Me like I really want, I feel smash like soft terms. Smash is not great. Bang. I also don't like food terms with a vagina. I'm not super into like eat my vagina. I used to hate that term and it's growing on me now. Like yeah. I really feel like empowered by saying. I know. Eat. If I'm saying yeah. it, I'm fine with it. I'm not totally <laughs> sure why we don't have, I mean, maybe guys, could be could you could probably blame it on the patriarchy what but we don't have a word for eating pussy that's as great as like blowjob is a great word it really it's, is it's not like a yeah. super one-to-one word like you're not blowing into it although when i was little that's what i thought it was me too so sure. you're not kind of beholden to accuracy there yeah. could be a word or a phrase for a oral sex on a woman that was like let's just accept this now but yeah. i don't think it's hard people I don't, don't think there is I mean, yeah. Go down on it's too. No, too, I don't like, like that's that. Too, like that feels like you're just you're someone's leaving the room yeah. to me. Like it feels like you're so far away. <laughs> 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 like I don't want you to go down on me. I want you to be near me. Mm-hmm. Like don't go down on me. Yeah, I. I that put, makes that means like you because you think that the guy's gonna go, have to go like under the bed. Yeah, it like, feels like he's gonna have frame. to leave town. Like it feels like he's gonna have to he's leave. Need, like a. Like, like he's a, gonna need a um, like an oxygen tank. Yeah, and like a repelling rope. Yeah, and just like, just, like it's a weird sport he's doing. Yeah, repelling yeah. and an oxygen tank. <laughs> uh, I know. I agree. I think I, I think it's, we're it's repelling down a cliff into a huge body of water. Yes, yes. Yeah. And if you think it's that difficult, you're not very good at it. Damn, damn, bro. How was that? I don't, it's like you were my bro. Yeah, cool. Steve uh, and I are bros now. We are bros. Nice. That's our relationship. Um, so yeah, let's. Yeah. Uh, okay, okay, so we just we just crushed that topic. <laughs> wow. We. I mean, we've solved the eating pussy conversation. Yeah, yeah, right? we've solved we've that, that entirely. Sure. Um, let's talk about food. Okay. What's your relationship to food? What's your deal? Oh God. Uh, Do you like it? I mean, I do like food. Me too. I do like food. I've always enjoyed food. I Well, I have a weird relationship with food because I used to be very, I used to weigh 300 pounds. Wow. And I lost 140. 
whoa. It is completely fantastic. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Uh, so it's like my relationship to food is very complicated and storied and yeah. deep. Yeah. Uh, but at the moment, like, I have a pretty healthy relationship with it. We've made friends. Yeah. Because feels- I stopped, like, making rules about it. I stopped making it yeah. a, a problem. When yeah. did the I process think- of losing 140 pounds start? Um, I started six years ago. So it's been a process over six years. Yeah. And, and then, yeah. That's something that I thought was really cool about your process is that um, you did it in a really healthy way. And I, I know Celia because she's my friend, so I know this about her. But right. like, brag, very humble brag. Yeah. Um, <laughs> very humble. <laughs> um, that uh, she did it in the right way. She did it over a long period of time. And that it's still like an evolving relationship. And I do feel like you have a healthy relationship with food. I've eaten with you many times. It's, we have eaten together many times yeah. and we've talked about food a lot. Yeah, we do. Yeah. We do love to talk it's about food. I feel yeah. like it's our main conversation. I do, well, yeah. food and relationships, it I, seems to be what we talk about. Yeah, that is our friendship entirely. Do you want to come <laughs> on our podcast about food <laughs> yeah. It's so it's weird happening that right I now. wish there was some time we could talk about this in depth <laughs> so that other people could listen to it. <laughs> Me too. I wish people could just overhear what we normally talk about. Well, guys, look no further than this exact oh, moment that's shit. existing right now. Yay. What if I lived in the present and that was happening? Yeah. Um, Living yeah. in the present is over. I <laughs> not good at it. I'm not good at it at all. It's tough. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I think I don't know what I I, I think food is uh, the the second I stopped um, treating food like a bad thing and started just sort of like eating what I want eating what I wanted. <laughs> I just hit the microphone. It's okay. It's I okay. terrified myself. Yeah. Um, it was like a cute reaction. It's like the reaction like a cat has when it like does something that surprises itself. Oh, I like I just it. learned I have a tail. Yeah, yes. You, uh, you rediscovered it. Um, yeah, so I like started, I just decided to give myself permission to eat whatever I want in like really small portions and I would lose like 30 pounds at a time and then I would take six months and maintain that and then lose another 30 or 40 pounds yeah. and then maintain that. And, so yeah. if, if, if someone was listening to this and they're like, they struggle, is that the advice that you would give them? Is that like, or would you give them advice? I wouldn't give anyone advice. I know, same. I'm it's like, such a I'm, hard, I can't. It's like, you have to do the thing that's right for you. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I just got really ex- excited. Anytime I, it's really <laughs> funny. I feel like we should just have like a little bell. Cause anytime, <laughs> anytime someone says Ding anything back in. that you can, that you can, um, apply to food and relationships. I'm always like, <laughs> I get so excited and then yeah. garble my words and then we lose five minutes of the show. So I'm like, that's like when you, cause you said, but, uh, but I, I, cause I get, um, I am solicited advice a lot and I solicit advice a lot in with relationships and I feel like nobody ever takes my advice, even though they ask for it. And I never take anyone's advice, <laughs> even though I ask for it constantly. Yeah. Yeah. I just asked an ex-girlfriend for advice. We talked on the phone and she was super right and great. But then I hung up and I was like, why did I do that? Yeah. <laughs> why did I reach out? Like, it was a really good conversation. But but I, at the end of it, I thought, why? What? I shouldn't have. Now she, not, I don't need to think about it like people are against each other. Like, now she has like all this information on me <laughs> that she didn't have before and she never would have had. Yeah. Uh, I think advice is interesting for that I do reason. too. Yeah. I think it's really interesting too to like offer the idea of like offering advice because people do it with relationships a lot where they are like can I give you my advice like and they they say it without you being like can I get your advice I think it should be asked for in the same way with food yeah like I think someone could be like hey can you tell can you tell me what you did because I need some advice like I think it should be solicited I think 
especially around food and relationships, because I think those are both so sensitive. Mm-hmm. Shut your mouth unless yeah. someone asks you. Yeah. yeah. Because they're so complicated. Yeah. Like someone today, I'm someone was giving me unsolicited relationship advice and I was like, honestly, I don't want any of this. I don't know why you feel the need to share it. Wow. I'd really like you to stop talking. Yes. Good for you. Yes. That is so yes. empowering. We're all clapping. All I was asking, all I wanted was to be heard. Yep. And that was it. Yep. And she like kept going and I was like, this is all irrelevant yeah. because you're coming at it from your perspective, which isn't my perspective. Yeah. And advice isn't about and in, you. Yeah. Advice is about, the other, about the other person. And like in, 90% of the time, I feel like when people give advice, they can only see their world. Yes. So they're giving you advice from their world, which a lot of the time is not a world you would want. Right. I have. I have friends who give me advice all the time and I'm like, A, never ask for it. B, yeah. I think it's bad advice for me. It's bad for me, including mm-hmm. with food. I can't tell you. I mean, how many times have people told you? Well, in my opinion, just don't eat anything white. In my opinion, just oh eat God. raw. In my opinion, just don't eat meat. In my opinion, just you should do this. You should do this. You should do this. It literally makes me want to be like, I'm doing what I want to do. Stop yeah. telling me stuff. The second someone tells me to do something, I'm like, well, I'm going to eat this whole cake. Yep. Yeah. And that's it. And yeah. It, you, it's not, it's stop talking. Yeah. But like, wheat is a parasite. But like, wheat is gross. But like, wheat is poison. It's true. It's killing us all. And if you drink, <laughs> and if you drink beer, and if you drink beer, you're going to die. You're gonna go to hell, and you're gonna die. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wheat. You know what? I don't want to give advice to anyone, but wheat is going to kill us. <laughs> <laughs> the worst advice I ever got uh, that was that I felt was so condescending was uh, someone that I was around a lot several years ago was watching. Uh, was had. Um, observed me with someone that I was dating and there was um, a, uh, you know, it was a complicated situation and I think it was maybe the second complicated situation with the second person in whatever, six months. And uh, she, with her like husband present, just said, you know, when the right person comes along, this will all feel so silly. You're going to laugh. It's going to, it's all going to make sense. When you meet the right person. I was like, that is fucking garbage. It is garbage. Because you guys got lucky and you can tolerate each other. Fuck off. Yeah. Yeah. It is garbage. I think that's the most garbage. The idea that if some, there's one person that's going to come into your life, A, everything else is going to feel silly. B, there's going to be no problems. Like that's what I feel like they're saying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's nonsense. Couples fight. That's normal. Things happen. That's normal. Stuff's hard. Like, That's normal. Relating to other people is hard. Yeah. And it's okay if it's sometimes yeah. hard. Yeah. I've had people, I've had people give me advice in like in relationships where people are like, you know what, man? If it's not easy, it's not worth doing. Oh my God. And I'm like, yeah. okay, hold on. Let's apply that to other aspects of your life, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So if it's not easy, it's not worth doing. Okay. So I shouldn't be an actor. Right. For sure. Because it's not easy. So I shouldn't do art because that's not easy either. I definitely shouldn't continue my relationship with my family because it's not easy. Nope. Um, I shouldn't probably have an apartment to live in because that's not easy. It's hard to pay for that. Um, I shouldn't walk around because sometimes that can be hard. Like, essentially, they're telling you, just die. (laughs) 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 That's that's not terrible advice. (laughs) I feel like that's better advice. Overpopulation is a thing. Yeah. (laughs) Wait a minute. That person was a genius. That person might have been so much smarter (laughs) than I gave them credit for. saving the whole world. Wow. Uh, no, that's my pet peeve when people are like, oh, when the right person comes, it's going to be 
it's going to be so easy. Everything's going to fall into place. You're going to recognize that all those other people were worthless and useless. And I'm like, that's not that's not how life works. No, I don't. You're going to realize you wasted your time. This person's frivolous. You're. It's like shut up. I'm learning. I'm. There's so many extra brain wrinkles I have. I my people skills have like dealing with. Uh, amazing, interesting, dynamic people, which are like the nicest possible words I could use for <laughs> some of the people I'm thinking of right now. <laughs> but, but I do, but I, but I, really but I nice. think, but I do believe those, that those things about those people, um, the way I deal with people now, my co- like yeah. current relationship, anybody, I'm so much better now because yeah. of Yeah, me too. Yeah. I think, yeah. I sincerely think that I I wouldn't I know that people say this I was just talking about this today like I wouldn't change anything I've done I wouldn't change my past because I do feel like to some degree everyone I've ever dated anything I've ever done I've learned something interesting from and I've dealt with people and learned how to deal with other people so I don't think it's that when the when the right person comes along I think it's like when you are comfortable in yourself and you agree with another person to have a relationship and you continue in that agreement together it might be simpler than some of the other things, but most likely not. Like right. it just might feel better. That's it. It just might have a different feeling attached to it. Someone told me recently that they, dating is like a process of gathering information. It was you. Okay. <laughs> I couldn't remember who it was, but yeah. yes, it's yes. true. It yes. really is gathering. And so like when I, cause I, I was actually married for a really long time and then I got How married long? really young. I was married for seven years. I was My with goodness. him for 10 years. Wow. And then we got divorced and that was the first time I ever really dated because we got married so young. So I've been dating now for like the last five years, I guess. And it's, I feel like I'm learning everything in my 30s that everyone else learned in their teens and 20s. Sure. Interesting. And so it's this process of like, okay, what's okay with me? What's not okay with me? How do I deal with a breakup? What do I, not well is the answer. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the answer for all of us. Like, I'm great at it. Yeah, I'm fun at I it. I bounce back right away. Uh, wh- you know, what is what am I looking for? How do I say no to someone? What how, what's the process for wanting to like all of that is information gathering. And so, like, yeah. whether or not I think maybe one guy or another was more was more right for me, or yeah. I wish we'd end we'd stayed together or whatever it's all leading to something else eventually or it's not like yeah I, but you're right it has to be an agreement between two people who have yeah decided they're yeah. ready not like some magical no. thunderbolt where you're like oh no. it's you, it's a daily kinda, agreement yeah it's a moment yeah. to moment agreement almost like literally you are choosing that person and choosing to work with that person mm-hmm. every single moment of every single day there are moments you're not going to work well together and there are moments you're going to work really well together. And that's it. Yeah. I um, I like what you said about how you're learning the stuff that you feel like people learned in their 20s. You're learning it in their 30s. I wonder if it's more difficult or easier in your 30s. Like, you know what I mean? Because you're smarter now, right? And you've gathered more information. Yeah. But maybe is it, have you, I mean, obviously you don't know the difference between learning it earlier or not, but how's your experience with that been? Yeah, I don't know how to compare the two because yeah. I, but I... Uh, I think it's difficult because it's hard to relate to other people or it's hard for other people to relate to you. Mm-hmm. So I remember the very first like really tough breakup I went through. Um, everyone was like, uh, yeah, that's what a breakup feels like. And I'm like, no, I'm never going to love again. Yeah. And no one's ever going to love me. And I'm, and everyone's like, right, this is 
this is like how it feels. Yeah. What is your problem? Ooh, that knocked me on my ass. When I, when I, when I felt <laughs> that too. for the first time, I was 20. Because I got a, I, yeah, I had like a thing that ended when I was 19 where I was like, Ugh! But it wasn't obviously very real. But the right. one that ended when I had just turned 25, I was like, what, what's, wait, hold on, what's going on? This is crazy. Like, yeah, this, yeah. this can't, this can't actually be real. There, what? And then, you know, cut to me, you know, crying under my desk on mushrooms, like leaving voicemails <laughs> for my ex-girlfriend, you know, which. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah. yeah. It's tough. It's pain. Those, that first breakup, that first real breakup is the most painful thing on earth. Yeah. It's kind of awesome. It is kind of awesome. Like <laughs> looking back on it, like I was 20, I was like 21. Mm-hmm. So I had just like graduated college and it was my boyfriend of four years. So I dated him all through college and we broke up and I sincerely was like, I'm going to die. Yeah. Like I yeah. could not see my, I honestly could not see what my life would be like without him. I could not see a future. I could not see a tomorrow. I stopped eating. I cried for, I think a week and a half straight. It was like, I was exhausted from crying mm-hmm. and I, honestly thought that I would never be attracted to someone again. I was like, he was the only person I could see myself with. And then like within, within like maybe two weeks of that, I met someone else. (laughs) (laughs) So I wonder actually then, cause I was 32 after, and, and interestingly, oh, I hope he doesn't listen to this, my ex-husband. It wasn't my ex-husband who I felt this way about. It was the guy after. Oh, And I started dating him pretty quickly after I got divorced and then dated, like, it was a very weird, complicated relationship for a year and it ended. And I had that same thing and I was like, I'm going to die. I can't eat. Yeah. I lost like 20 pounds, like, you know, like, you know, uh, 20 minutes and like (laughs) uh, couldn't function and really, like, never. And, and I would say to my friends, I was like, I'm never going to meet anyone like him again. And I, I wonder if some, some of that, because it lasted a long time for me, I wonder if some of it is about age, too. Because there is a part of me that, like, my friends are kind of paired up or have gotten married or have children or, like, they're in relationships. So there is a part of me that's like, wait, though, like, what if I never <laughs> meet him? I'm kind of, like... What yeah. it, that is a thing. I yeah. feel like there's a there's a there's a sense of immortality in your twenties that you don't have in your thirties, and yeah. so it does feel a little bit heavier to have to yeah. for a relationship to end in your thirties. Yeah, I think. especially when you're like, I just want to be done with this dating thing. Oh my god, and I really want to be done with this dating thing. Yeah, yeah, there is yeah. like a permanence to <laughs> the your third. It, it, yeah, maybe it is just like a heaviness where I mean. I was going to chime in and say, like, oh, isn't it better in your 30s and your 20s? But I was like, well, in my 30s, I'm a lot sleepier. <laughs> I I don't, my, oh I don't my know God, when. So, funny. so I feel like from about 25 to 29, maybe, I didn't, um, I really didn't date that much. I, I casually, here and there, I dated somebody uh, for like a year on and off that like really was at the time crushing but it was very um it was very not serious and then i got into another serious relationship when i was 29 but from 25 to 28 29 i really didn't i feel like i wasted i like i hate looking back everyone's that's one piece of advice that i feel like even though it's impossible (laughs) to take it's like don't dwell don't dwell i'm like i and i'm try i try so so hard not to dwell but 
I, I see those three and a half ish years where I just was sort of dicking around and I would, you know, I'd go out with somebody three times or I'd date somebody for a month and a half and people would show interest and I would choose, you know, uh, their friend who like had no interest in me yeah. at all. <laughs> yeah. I remember like I, I specific that, that happened more than once where oh like a super nice, cute, warm, friendly girl would say like, hey, we should, uh, w- w- would you ever want to hang out? And then her standoffish ice cold friend I'd go no but uh, your friend who seems to hate uh, me I'm gonna invest two months in so do you have any insight why because I'm curious <laughs> me too why that ha- why I yeah. did that why you made those choices we all just turned towards um, you literally just I like I think <laughs> well I think I'm a dumb fucking idiot uh, that's a big one another one is I think I I really don't um, I think I'm not drawn to nurturing people oh wow I think mm. I don't I think I like nice people I like interesting people but I think dynamic, uh, ethereal, enigmatic, sparkly, amazing, talented, uh, sexy, super cool. Like those are at the top of my priority list for some reason. And I think the older I get, the more I'm like, maybe I got to shift these priorities around a little bit because yeah, 25 to 28 was just like, oh, you're, you're going to like either be slightly indifferent, bordering on actually mean, (laughs) sign me the fuck up. Wow. Uh, and now I'm sort of. I'm learning retroactively. That that's mm-hmm. not working. Yeah, and I think and I think the only reason for, I I can't imagine why uh, my I, mm. my parents were super nurturing. I think it's weird that I've got I've really just gone the opposite way. It's really interesting. That's so interesting. I wonder what it is because people are like you date your mother. And I'm like, no, no, sir, that is not what yeah. I've done. Yeah, that's really interesting. I wonder if it's like my mom's nice. It's <laughs> yeah, she's kind. Oh yes, yeah, Stevie met my mom. I met her. Um, I wonder if it's like a thing. I don't know. It's really strange because I feel like I I did that for a little bit too. Like where I was dating people who just like weren't kind even. Like they, they didn't even have the qualities that today I would look for in a person, yeah. which is really interesting and weird. And I think for me, at least with having gone through years of therapy. Um, Congratulations. I would, thank you. Um, I was sort of seeking out something. And I know people say that, right? You date your mom, you date your dad, whatever. I was seeking out pattern behavior that I've seen before. Mm. And once I could like identify the pattern and once I got help like being like, stop being the only capable one, stop doing this. Like I, I was now able to, I'm now able to date someone who's none of those things. You know, like yeah. who's, who possesses qualities that are like, hey, I'm going to show up for you. Like a per like a person you would want to. I would say I'm actually in a really similar boat. Yeah. Well, because the guys that I've dated up until the most recent have always been. I mean, I always joke. I'm like, if you are funny and smart and emotionally unavailable, I'm your girl. Yeah. Like, and if you're not super nice, that's even better. Yeah. And then the last guy that I dated was all those things like super talented because I I feel like I'm drawn to like that sort of like super talented, funny, yes. dynamic. I think like, we a all little bit are, right? Off. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A little um, weird. Yeah. A little weird. And the last guy I dated was all of those things and also the kindest person I've ever dated. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh shit, you can have those two things in one person. That's crazy. And it, for me, when it ended, I was really sad about it. And at the same time, at some point when I'm like, fully over it, I, I'm hoping that it means that the next person will, that I'll sort of like bump up in I think so. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. I think... You, I think you've recognized now, it. Now, yeah, you start to recognize the pattern. So yeah. I realized that for me, I also was looking for pattern behavior. Yeah. Like I'm looking for someone who doesn't 
quite give me 100% of themselves because that's what's comfortable and that's what I recognize. Yeah, I'm looking for someone who can't show up for me the way other people have. Exactly. Not shown up for me or whatever it is. Like, yeah, you look for that sort of thing. But once you can see it, once you start, you can being literally be like, "That's ugly." It, you're like, "Oh god, yeah, that's ugly." Yeah. I actually yeah. don't want that. Yeah. I mean, why and would you accept anything less than 100? percent I don't know, but I do. Yeah, we I all, yeah, yeah. Right? we all do. We all do. Yeah. yeah. I think also it, sometimes it's about keeping yourself uh, a little bit safe. Yeah. Sometimes yes. I mean it's very risky to re, re, to. Uh, receive 100% of someone and give 100% of yourself. Are you kidding? So it's very yeah. easy to just sort of go like, oh, well, this person's like half here. That's fine. That's great. Because yep. I'm half here, right. kind of. Or yeah. this person's half here, which means it won't hurt that bad when it exactly. ends. It's like sort of an, a nice way of having your foot out the door. Yeah. 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 I've learned that that doesn't work just as much as, you know, that doesn't work. Yeah. It doesn't feel good. No, it doesn't. It's hard to be... I, I feel like I learned how to give close to 100% through gritted teeth yeah. which be, and I Ugh. when I say that I mean because I, I would have an issue I would want to be honest about it and it would just feel so unnatural to say if it was a a problem about an emotional thing like a, a social thing that I observed you know yeah. a way someone treated me at a party or especially like a sexual thing where I would just you know that thing where you're in the shower and you ha- and you run through all the things that you want <laughs> to say, could have said, yeah. And then the next time you say, "This is this is the time for yes. me to say it. This yeah. is it. It's right here. It's right here. here. It say, it. say it. Say it. Say it. Say yeah. it right now." And you don't. It's just. I think breaking through that made it way easier for me to date because yeah. it's way. I don't know. Even just when I would be casually dating someone, or like trying to, just the ability to say, "Hey, it seems like you're not." Maybe into this. That's totally cool. I never would have been able to say that. I always would have just been barreling through trying to figure out why this person's not texting me back, trying to figure out the correct way to hold your phone when you're staring at it to get the other person to text back. You know that real <laughs> thing that exists where you're like, if I hold it up to yeah, my face, right. it's going to light up. If it's I lay it down broken. on my face, yeah. it will light up eventually. Yeah. I should go call the Apple store because they <laughs> sold me a broken phone. Oh. Yeah, I think the... Yeah. <laughs> The challenge for me has always been asking for what I want because there's this sense for me that the second I do that or acknowledge that there's an issue or try to bring up an issue, they the person will leave yep. or yeah. that they'll fight me or something. Yeah. And so I have never I have never done that. And then this last relationship was like an experiment in that yeah. for me where I would be like, no, actually I don't want that. I need this and uh, I'm going to say it out loud to you and yeah. I'm going to Really try not to be terrified to do that. Yeah. And slowly, I feel like you learn, if the person's a cool, rad human being, you learn that asking for what you want just gives you what you want. Right. Like, it doesn't actually bring... It doesn't come with all the side effects that maybe we're used to. Right. I, I was in a relationship for years where I would ask for something I wanted or I'd express something I wanted, maybe timidly, maybe not, because it was scary. Mm -hmm. And I would be met with hostility. Yeah. Almost consistently. That I was in a relationship like that too for a year. Yeah. It's t- it makes it it conditions you mm-hmm. to be terrified to speak up for yourself. I stopped asking for Me anything. Too. I just because started the second crying. I did, <laughs> I would get uh, some sort of response that was around like uh, you're unreasonable, yep. you're crazy, you're doing this or again. like hostile yep. or d- silence. Yep. Like I got a lot of silence. Light. Yeah. Oh yes. yeah. Lots oh, of gaslighting. Boy. That is. Or stone- a year of have that. you ever been or stonewalled? stonewalled? I got the silent treatment. I asked one. 
I, I was with a guy who consistently lied to me for a year. And when I, the first time I called him on it, he went silent for three days. Silent and like no text or something? No like text, oh. didn't respond to my phone calls, nothing. Would not speak to me. Oof. Sounds like we dated the same person. I know, maybe possibly we did. And <laughs> instead of me going, uh, fuck you, I apologized. Yeah, of course. And that was the beginning of that whole dynamic and that relationship yep. playing over and over, playing out over and over, where I would ask for something I needed yep. and he would deny it to me. And I would then go, oh, you're right. I'm so unreasonable. Yep. Absolutely. I'm so needy and awful. It is bizarre yeah. how it does make you feel like you're wrong. Yeah. When someone tells you you're unreasonable, especially as a woman, there's mm-hmm. something really damaging and really gross about telling a woman she's unreasonable. But when a man says what he wants, he's he's a regular dude. Well, I mean, I think there's a deep distrust of women that we're all taught, we all internalize very early, whether we know it or not, that women are sort of automatically thought of as more emotional, yep. crazier, yep. more unreasonable. And so there's a there's sort of an immediate... Um, knocking down yes. that happens. Yeah. The second someone even yeah. implies it. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> My ex boyfriend used to, uh, I would get upset at something when I would ask for something. He'd immediately be like, Come on, are, are you serious? We're going to do this again. And I'd start <laughs> crying. And then he'd be like, Stop crying. Oh my God. <sighs> Yeah, oh my he God. would say, tell me to stop crying. And it doesn't sound, it's weird because in the moment I, w- I would just be like, it didn't feel, it felt terrible, right? But like it didn't feel insane. And now I'm like, man, if I was dating someone today that told me to stop crying. Yeah. Oh, I can't even. I, I mean, there's not even a reality no. where that would exist. But it's so weird because I endured three years of that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. You would hope that you wouldn't need to endure something like that to know that to know never yeah. again. Yeah. But I I do have ten years of exes to thank for just you know now now I know like well no I would not be liking any more of that no I yep. would not be liking any more of that I would I would be liking way more of that yeah uh, I think that is maybe the benefit like you know not being sleepy notwithstanding that is one of the cool <laughs> things about being. Uh, over 30 and having dated and being like, okay, well, I'm an adult now and I know that, I mean, in my brief spells of being single this past year, I was like, okay, well, something I know is I'm not super into dating apps. I probably won't be doing that just because that's like really not how I function. Um, I'm really not into super, super, super casual. Yeah. It has to be a really, really, um, a really isolated incident. Yeah. Like it has to be a, a perfect you're in a hermetically sealed bubble where like I just yeah. I've had one great experience with it and I feel like I measure everything else up to that where it's like it has to be this perfect thing because I don't want to deal with any awkwardness and I don't I don't want to have to admit something is like it was a huge mistake. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Like, oh yeah. boy, why did we do that? Yeah. Would wow. You- <laughs> wow, yikes. Yeah, you don't want any mistakes. Um so that's interesting. So as you're getting older, you're learning these things that you're like, here are things that no longer work for me. Is there stuff like that with food? Like as you've, not necessarily, uh, you know, as you've gotten older, like a thing of like growing and gathering information, is there things that you're like, that doesn't feel good anymore. I'm not going to do that anymore. Yeah. I mean, I think I I like I've never adhered to any kind of diet, but I like the concept of cheat days because I don't like calling them cheat days, but I like the idea of being able to eat whatever you want. I like controlled eating, 
But I think just the idea of, well, I'm done with bread, or well, I'm done with this, it doesn't really work for me. But just the idea to know that you can regulate your schedule and not feel awful about eating some stuff you like. Because yeah. I would always, I would just always tell myself, okay, it's like it's a new month for the next thirty days. I'm only gonna, and I've done the, I've done no alcohol for a month. I've done no bread for a month. I've done no sugar for a month. I've done that kind of stuff, and the results work. None of them have worked as well as. Psst, being sad after a breakup like literally <laughs> best diet plan I, yeah, yeah it's the perfect. best diet plan just being that pathetic person where food doesn't taste the same <laughs> yeah yep. i can't even enjoy this 17 dollars entree mess hall oh, <laughs> isn't that crazy yeah and the way you just like don't even want to eat like Mm-mm. that is not even a thing that happens in my life anymore <laughs> Like, that's not a thing. Yeah, I have memories of being at a, a place in Atwater Village here in L.A. Uh, and and uh, I wish I remembered. I don't know if it was. It wasn't quinoa. It was like something more delicious than that. But it was some kind of a grain, some kind of a something, a couscous something yeah. at this really great restaurant. And I just remember pushing the little grains around my plate with a fork in, in a circle and thinking, this is the most cliche you've ever been in a yeah. restaurant. <laughs> yeah. Hunched over like a plate of delicious food you're going to pay for. Uh, dr- drinking drinking alcohol, of course. Yeah. That goes that down. That always goes yeah. down easy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but like this expensive whatever I was eating and then oh. some side dish, I was just like cutting it up and moving it around like oh. every five minutes. I take a bite because me was too sad. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, so sweet. <laughs> yeah, that happened to me. I remember uh, the first really bad breakup I had also came at a time when I had back surgery. Ugh. Perfect timing. Perfect timing. Yeah. And my, so my parents came out to help me um, deal with my, like, because I couldn't walk. So, and my parents are uh, not comfortable with silence. They're just not, they're very loud, large people. And they really, they live in very small towns. And so for them, it's a really big deal to go to Cheesecake Factory. Oh, that's cute. Literally, they went like three times in a week. Oh, my so, God. And very I should cute. say, like, my parents include, like, my stepmother, my father, and my mother. So... Okay. We all went, when I could finally walk one yeah. day, we all went to Cheesecake Factory <laughs> in Glendale. Oh, my God. And, my, you know, I'm, like, brokenhearted. And I'm sitting there, the four of us, and they ordered, they all ordered an appetizer, an entree, and a dessert. Stop. Yeah. I'm sitting at there. Cheesecake my, factory? At Cheesecake Factory? At Cheesecake Factory. It's like at an cheesecake. appetizer. That's 19 days worth of calories in one <laughs> At least. At, at least. And I'm sitting there with my one, like, stuffed mushrooms appetizer and my giant cocktail. Yeah. Of course. course. Yeah. Uh, and literally, it's like I was in some sort of Wes Anderson movie or something. I'm like staring off into the fountain, <laughs> sad, and they're all pretending it's not happening. Oh, yeah, because they can't sure. deal. They can't deal with me like weeping, yeah. staring into the fountain where like Frank Sinatra's playing. Yeah. And they're like eating Cheesecake Factory. And I, I had that exact same. I'm like, this is the most pathetic yeah. I'll ever be. Yeah. Frank Sinatra cuts out, and all of a sudden, it's this will be our year by the zombies. Like, I am in a Wes Anderson movie. Oh my god! Wow. Uh, you're like everything is symmetrically framed. Yeah. Wow. E- wow. Yeah. Everything's super saturated. <laughs> everything's green and red only. <laughs> oh man. Um. Wow. Ugh, guys, this is the funnest. <laughs> but we all know what time it is. It's time to ask. The five questions. Okay. <laughs> how Wait, is, I like. How was my transition? That was a good. I'm like, I have to say that I love that you said we all know what time it is. Like any, <laughs> like anyone has a clue. Yeah. Referring to you, both of us, Ryan, all of our listeners. Yeah. Also, like, also, like I've learned something about myself that I'm like 
completely terrible at transitions. So I'll say, <laughs> I'll say things in the car with people. I'll be like driving and I'll be like, Hey, this is a transition. All right. So, and I just like insert a transition, the word transition in there, because I feel like I'm like, anyway, talking, well, speaking of cheesecake factory, I have five things besides the things on the menu that I love. <laughs> and I'd like to ask you, it's like, I can't bullshit. I don't want to bullshit Nobody you Nobody wants a either. phony baloney version of you. They no. want the real yeah. deal. Warts and all. Yeah. yeah. Soup to nuts. A to Z. Yes. None of these things yeah. fit anymore from what I'm saying. See, I don't even care about being good or bad at transitions. I just fucking talk. And that's why I have a podcast. <laughs> nobody can shut me up. Yeah. Not HeadGum. Not no Jake one. and Amir. Certainly not you, Stevie. No. Celia, you maybe could. I'm, she I'm might be try. able to. She's pretty assertive. Tell me to shut up. <laughs> shut up. Ooh. Ooh. Felt kind of good. Sincerely works. <laughs> I bet that felt good. I like real. I like silence for transitions. I just go silent, and then I wait for people okay. to feel a Let's little try uncomfortable. Yours. Let's try and then yours. I'm like, I'm gonna anyway, try a new topic. Okay, ready? Anyway, five questions. Okay, number one, what's your favorite food? Guacamole. Ooh, great answer. That is a great answer. Also, we ate that on I eat it literally every day of yeah? my life. Wow. Sometimes twice. It's very good for you. Day. Okay. I'm good at making it. It's one of the only things Are I'm good you? at making. Oh, that's exciting. Maybe this you'll make it for us sometime. Yeah. Number two. I'm upset that you didn't bring it tonight. I'm, I feel upset every time someone doesn't bring food to our food and <laughs> relationship podcast. The one time podcast. someone brought us food, it was, it was, it was weird wonky. brownies. It was wonky. Oh, ugh, don't fuck Much respect. Brownies. Much Thank respect you for to bringing past us guest food. Ingrid House. Thank you, Ingrid. It was so we very kind. Ingrid, I don't know you, but I'm sure it was great. It was. They were Snackwell brownies, they essentially. They like Snackwells. Transition. <laughs> <laughs> Number two, what is your favorite thing to cook or bake for someone that like you're dating or a friend? Um, it de- depends on the person, honestly. My like specialty dish, my like um, clearly, I'm. It's not a dish you have and then have sex because it's too heavy. But shrimp and grits is the thing I've made for. Guys. Oh, that's cool. I'm, that's a thing. Wow, that or, sounds yummy. Um, um, pound cake. Oh. Those both that's seem a, like good that is post literally sex the, rewards. Yes, yeah, that's yes. for like post sex. Yeah. yeah, you can't have you cannot have shrimp and gouda grits. No, smoked gouda grits no, no, and no. then fuck. That's no, no, not gonna happen. You can have a bite and then fuck. You can smell it wafting. Yes, yes, like, yes you can smell, like, smell it in the kitchen. Yeah. You do a good job. You're gonna get a whole. Yeah, yeah. You can yeah. get a whole tureen of that. Yeah. that. Yeah. Yep. Pound cake is also the thing that I cook for people. Really? That's the, yeah, that's the one thing I'll it's bake for people. It's a good simple thing, I think. It's like also, I think it's like a kind of motherly in a nice way. Totally. It could also be a good euphemism for sex. I know. Yeah. After this, we get pound cake. Pound my cake, and then I'll make you some pound cake. Yes. 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 You get it. You get hey, it. maybe that's the new solution maybe that's we the have. New to pound the my words. cake. Yeah, that's the new eat my pussy. <laughs> pound my cake. Is pound really my cake not is cute. Bad. Also, maybe Macklemore puts that in his next song. He should. Maybe he never puts. Do that we get song. money? Yeah. Maybe Macklemore stops if, making music. If, if we can call it that. If there's a god, that will. That's true. Yeah. I'm not convinced. Number three. Anyway, what's your favorite drink? Sazerac. What is that? Uh, it's like rye whiskey, bitters, absinthe sometimes. Oh. It's a New Orleans cocktail. Oh my God. I was thinking of um, that commercial that's like Zazafrans or whatever that's called. Oh, what? Zatarans? <laughs> <laughs> the box New Orleans rice treats? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, same, <laughs> <laughs> same region. So. I know. It sounds the same. It's yeah, the same well, word to me. Zatarans. I've never even seen it. 
Mm, it's one of my favorite commercials for some reason. I like the. It's guy. a weird word. I like the I'm, guy who's like Zatarain. I'm from that part of the country, so like. So shrimp and grits. Shrimp and grits. Sazerac. I get it. Yeah. Your real, theme. I'm real southern. You're on brand. Hurricanes <laughs> will ruin your life. Yeah. That's Both the drink and the storm. I went to New Orleans post breakup, and oh. boy, oh boy, that city. Almost that, killed me. Yeah. More about that story. Never. <laughs> yeah. That city will almost kill you. Yeah, I bet. Oh, I love it. It's my favorite place. <laughs> oh, I love that. Number four. Mm. Do you believe in soulmates? No. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> you know that's not true. Damn. <laughs> 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 get a soundboard here. Even a little. No. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Nope. Okay. <laughs> what about like multiple? You believe? No. No. Like you can, no. there can be multiple people. For- I mean, look, I think that you, there have been people in my life where I'm like, oh, there you are. Like yeah. I meet them and I'm like, oh, right. Same. There you are. Same. And we get each other and we're on the same wavelength and it's great. Yeah. I, those have not interestingly been my romantic connections ever. Mm. Those have always been like friends. Do you think if, do you think that could be, you have soul friends? I mean, I don't believe in any, like, I don't know if I believe in any of that. I yeah. think there are just people where you're like. You connect with. We get each yeah. other. And yeah. and it happens, in my experience, it's like it happens very quickly. Yeah. You know, you sort of just, you're like, oh, right, that's it. Yeah. I had a friend uh, like that in college where um, I'll never forget the minute we met. Like, he was living with my, a friend of mine, we were all in the theater house, and he was living with my friend upstairs. Like, he was my friend's roommate. And I was going up to say hello to my friend, and my friend wasn't there, and he was there. And, it, and I remember so clearly he was sitting on the bed, and he had this, like, red bandana on his head. And he, uh, everyone called him Booger because he looked like Booger. And Booger, from Revenge, Booger of the Nerds. from Revenge of the Nerds. Oh my God. Curtis and yeah. instantly, yeah. like within half an hour, we were best friends. And mm. it was, it was like that up until a very weird, complicated yeah. <clears throat> argument. And then he passed away a few years ago. But it stayed that deep always. Wow. And, uh, and I feel like those things happen sort of instantaneously. I don't know if it's like a soul friend or yeah. soulmate. I don't know if I believe in any of that, but I just think there are connections like that. Yeah. But romantically for me, that hasn't been the case. Yeah. What if we, what if we call them, do you believe in Insta, Insta relationships, Insta friends? Those are the people you follow on Instagram. Yeah. Is met. that, yeah. Those are the people that you really <laughs> like the way they live their lifestyle. <laughs> Do you believe in following lifestyle bloggers online? If so, <laughs> I'd rather die. Insta friends. Um, number five. Okay. This is funny considering what we've talked about for most of this, which is don't give people advice. Here's our fifth question. <laughs> if you could give a piece of advice <laughs> about food and relationships to our listeners, what would you say? Don't give any advice. <laughs> hoping for that answer so good um and now first of all is there a place that people can see your stuff your twitter is killer and it is my favorite it's my favorite it's been described as sad and alienating so i appreciate that i find it i find it (laughs) connecting and very funny oh thanks i i think it i think you have quite a few entry points i relate to most of the things you say (laughs) that sounds both dirty yeah and I oh, don't know what the other thing is. Yeah. I have a lot of entry points. I love points. your entry points. That's we didn't even uh, talk about butt plugs. Anyway. Oh, my God. You know what? I should have. Have we lost the thread of butt stuff on our show? We've lost the thread. But you know what's unfortunate about this and the timing of this comment is that um, I have 
Celia is an expert on butt plugs and knows everything about butt plugs. And I feel like, I feel like potentially we should have her come back and we have an entire episode about <laughs> butt plugs. Well, um, you want to do it right now? I mean, I think we could I mean, we definitely just finished... make room for a section about, but I'm just saying it seems, it seems like <laughs> a too lot much overkill to do. For like an too hour much? about butt plugs? She I mean, is an expert. I feel really strongly about them, but it's fine. We don't have yeah. to talk about them right now. In a pot. Yeah, we, oh. In a positive way, but also I feel like you should respect butt plugs. Okay. Like you can't just like shove stuff up your butt. And here's the thing. I didn't know. So Celia informed me about all the stuff about butt plugs. I didn't know anything about them. I wasn't even sure what they were used for. But she basically explained to me that they're a transition, they're a transition toy. Sometimes they're transition toys. Sometimes people just like to wear them in their butts. Yeah. For a feeling of fullness. Which I am blown away by. Mm -hmm. Um, I knew about this guy. uh, Yeah. And uh, he would uh, just uh, walk around with one in. Yeah. Yes. That's very common. She says it's very common. And she told me all about it. (laughs) And I I find it to be fascinating. Yeah. Neither. How did you become an expert? I worked in a couple of different sex shops. And it's kind of a part of the training and the education out here both here in new york i went to uh uh that place the pleasure chest uh, Mm -hmm. a couple maybe a couple years ago yeah with uh, my girlfriend at the time and the staff was phenomenally knowledgeable yeah it was crazy i went in being like what are we gonna it far (laughs) it was like it could not have been uh, more diametrically opposite than the time I went to the Hustler store on Sunset yeah, Boulevard. entirely At age yeah. 22 with my girlfriend at the time. Yeah. I was just like, oh, I don't know, this thing's 22 bucks. Uh, well, let's get this <laughs> terrible piece of shit yeah. that we then threw out. The pleasure chest, uh, you get three full days worth of training um, on all the products, product knowledge, like product materials, anatomy, kink, everything you could possibly imagine. Is that a plug? Intense. Not just, like, pun definitely not intended, but... Oh, I don't mean to plug them. I'm just, you mentioned them specifically, and I happen to have that knowledge. But they are, like, if you're really wanting, like, real sex toys and, like, uh, a healthy shopping experience, they're, they're the ones to go to. I think that's, I don't mean to. I'm not. Yeah, it's fine if you. Put, I'm not in their pocket. We don't. Think. We don't care either way. Okay. But we. I do like that. There's a place where people can go. Yeah, it's and a really get real safe, information. Safe space, and the people there are really well trained. And yeah. you. Yeah. I think that's really cool. Knowledgeable. A lot of them are actually sex educators in their like in their other lot. Like yeah. they're studying sex health or yeah. So there's. I super, like that. Yeah. And if you want the opposite of that, there's like three or four weird sex toys that Trojan makes. You can get them in the condom aisle of Rite Aid. I saw that recently and I was really upset about it. It's very it weird. It yeah. super weirded me out. I was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. It doesn't belong in a grocery store. No, no. I don't it's want like, to buy my Afrin and my cock ring at the same place. No. No. <laughs> and you definitely don't want to confuse the two if you're in a bind. No. No, no you never. don't. Never. No. Get your nasal spray out of my pee hole. Yeah. And <laughs> um, we would like, to, we like to end this podcast the same way you would end a relationship. Uh, oh. Once we ghosted. Uh, sure. Yeah. A couple of fights. We, we had, had a few fights, fights recently. Yeah. So f- feel free to I end mean, it. Can I tell you guys how amazing and beautiful and just sexy and how much I care about you, but also I just can't do this anymore. Oh. Uh, well, 
All that stuff at the beginning felt really good. I, so. mm, I will attach to the stuff at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> think, okay, I just, I can't do this with you guys anymore, though. Mm, I'll choose to ignore that last <laughs> Yeah, part. yeah, yeah. I will choose to take all the stuff at the beginning. Yeah, that uh, stuff was fun. That will feed my ego. <laughs> and then I will continue to try to, like, yeah. see you <laughs> so, for probably about a, six weeks yeah. starting in two weeks. So yeah. we'll have, like, a last little hurrah Great. that will start because um, I'll still have some of your stuff. Yeah, sure. is it cool if I text you every day anyway? Yeah, I mean, I'll probably fuck you guys once or twice. Okay. Oh, good. Good, good, good. Okay. But oh. I just can't. I can't be. I can't be like your your partner. I can't. Oh, be your... but you could be our girlfriend. Not nah, can't. Okay. Sorry, that's a heavy word. I can't. What okay. about in like six months when we haven't done any emotional growth and we're still yes. consistently sleeping together? Yeah. What about that? Uh... What about when we haven't taken a break when we said we we're going to take a break, <laughs> but then we continue seeing each other for forever? Oh, yeah. What about when we say we're going to like really take space, but then we like take a trip? So we yeah. do the opposite. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then we take a forever trip where we go on vacation then, in Paris and we stay there forever. And then we get married and yeah. then it ends horribly in like six years. Yeah, what do you in think? In tears with children crying. Sure. Okay. 100%. Oh, all in. Cool. Okay. Well, this is the best breakup I've ever had. Yeah, this had. is a nice breakup. This breakup feels good. Hey, Celia, thanks for being on our show. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, thanks, Celia. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. Network.